I'm Vanessa Marshall. I play Harrison Dula on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Hanging with Team Kanan. Kanan, where three of your favorite rebel scumbags get together to gush over Star Wars Rebels, Kanan's hair, and much, much more. I'm Katrina Dennis, and with me are my co-hosts, Jonah Marie Macias. Hello, Jonah. Hello, Katrina. I'm doing all right. Uh, well, actually, no, I take that back. I'm, I'm feeling miserable <laughs> because of Rebels. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, also, we have Jeremy Conrad, our other co-host. How are you, Jeremy? I'm surviving. Yes. <laughs> Uh, as as a as a show note, you guys should really appreciate this episode because both Jonah and Jeremy are under the the weather, so they're really they're really coming out for you. Um, <laughs> uh, so we have just finished uh, the finale, T- Twilight of the Apprentice, and it was a a doozy. And usually, I want to jump into other things before this, but I just I can't wait to talk about this episode, you guys, uh, these episodes rather. This was the finale we were all worried about, uh, that we were all excited about and worried about. And uh, we've been talking about it for ages since the beginning of season two, where we saw the trailers with all of those little hints toward the ending. And of course, the knowledge of Ahsoka and Vader's eventual fight. So let's kick it off with Jonah. Uh, What was your favorite? Actually, uh, yeah, what was your favorite part of the episode? Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I'll put you right in the spot there. Let's see. I guess I guess my favorite part isn't really like my favorite because oh my gosh, it it was amazing, <laughs> but it was the the part that gave me the the most emotion and the most oh gosh, like just thinking about it makes me tear up was when Maul attacked Kanan and he was blinded. Like that part just <laughs> I remember I'm standing in front screamed. of my t- Right? I like I remember standing in front of my TV and screaming my head off. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think he was dead? No, I didn't think he was dead because they immediately like went uh, into like a, a blinding flash white light and then it turned red. So I'm like, oh, gosh, they blinded him. <laughs> and uh, oh, man, that like really got to me the most throughout the whole episode. I don't like Ahsoka and Vader was amazing. But yeah, that one. I I just love Keenan, man. And I was so worried for him. So that really got to me. <laughs> What about, uh, I, I actually, let's talk about that a little bit, because um, Kanan is our main man, and he I is. promise Jeremy I'll get you next, I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. <laughs> uh, I, I remember, I think all three of us went into this episode worried for Kanan, so with that initial strike, especially especially because I think our episode had come out like the day or two before, and it was when we were talking about how much we thought Kanan was going to die, so in that second, like, my world fell apart. I was like, no, no, it's true. <laughs> so true. 
and and then he now he's he's blind and um and I guess the one thing I can say about it is that blindness does not take away great hair. So it does we're still not. here. <laughs> No, I know. but he should totally, he should totally have like single strands of his hair hanging down since he can't put a ponytail up anymore. Yeah, animation department. <laughs> oh man, yeah, like uh, <laughs> it's funny because I turned to my mom afterward. I'm like, you know what? They didn't do anything to the hair, so we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been hilarious if like Maul would have. S- Swung at him the first time and like chopped off his ponytail. Oh god, I couldn't oh, have handled that. Gave him a buzz cut. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's too much. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was an intense moment, and, and it was. It was also a really cool. I really love this episode. I'm sure we're going to talk about this, Jeremy, in a second. But like, Maul in this episode was. It was such a great return, and and I did immediately. I do want to get your thoughts on that. And I swear I'm going to ask for your favorite moment in a second. But but Jeremy, what did you think of Maul this episode? Well, Maul is my favorite moment. So <laughs> <laughs> Just, it writes all of the wrongs from episode one. I mean, like, all of the development that Dave Filoni has done on Darth Maul between the Clone Wars and now Rebels, it's it re- completely redeems and adds so many layers to him as a character and I couldn't be more thankful because, I mean, when I was a kid, I just liked him because he was a badass. And now I like him because he's one of the most manipulative people in Star Wars. He really is. And, man, I was super disappointed that he, like, was he was flying away. And I'm like, man, you're such a roach. You just can't die. <laughs> no. <laughs> she, Jonah totally messaged me on Twitter because we knew you hadn't seen it yet, Katrina, because it was after the oh. East Coast viewing. And she's like, he's such a roach. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> I, I, loved, I loved his interest in Ezra, though. Like, I thought that that... I, I knew he was fooling everybody else into a degree, Ezra, but I really think that he's going to come after Ezra as his apprentice. Oh, yeah, that was pretty cool. It's the like fact he, that... he could sense how strong he was in the Force. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he... There was that one moment where Ezra had gotten the holocron, took a leap of faith and literally took that leap. And mm-hmm. his face in that moment, you see him processing. Should I let him go? Maybe not. Maybe this kid could be something all in that, you know, three seconds. And he ends up pulling up Ezra. And I'm like, oh, wow. Maul. At first I thought I was falling for his act, too. I was like, oh, maybe Maul, maybe Maul is actually doing some good. <laughs> I'm a very gullible person. So I totally fell for it. And I know Ezra fell for it as well. So I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because I feel like I'm Ezra most of the time. So, oh, man. Yeah, Maul. I'm manipulative. Roach! <laughs> Huge shout out to Sam Witwer's voice work in this episode. Oh yes! yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it was like a tour de force. I was, I was like mesmerized every time Ball was opening his mouth. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I just, I love. I love that transition from like old master to like, oh, I'm normal mall again. It's uh, back it's... back to like, I want my revenge and I'm going to get it. Damn it, mall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. At one point, he was like, excellent, excellent. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> mall. That was wonderful. I, and I like that. I don't know. I just, I hate, I hate that I now have this this real want for Maul to be like a good Sith teacher to, to 
Ezra and be like really invested in his like development, even though like Sith eventually kill each other. Um, well, do you think Ezra? Well, if Ezra were to ever meet Maul again, do you think he would even give him the time of day? Because yes, he had figured yeah. out that the Maul had tricked them, and and it was a but, weapon. But now he can open the dark. He can open the Sith holocron, and yes. he might. If he starts falling or edging more towards the dark side, he might think like Maul and try to manipulate Maul to his uh, advantage. Oh, that's true. That's, that's where table. I went with it in my brain, yeah. Mm. Ah, the manipulation of the Blackberry. <laughs> no, my uh, Blackberry. <laughs> knowledge, is pow- knowledge is power. Remember that. Knowledge is power, yeah. I I, uh, I just started uh, writing for StarWars.com as a contributor, so my Ooh, first story was amazing. about Ezra. It was, oh, it was the craziest thing that ever happened to me, and like, oh, it's uh, I don't know, it, it was it's ridiculous and surreal. Um, but my original title for that Ezra story was like uh, the Blueberry's best Blackberry moments, and then I just changed the whole the whole concept of it. And I was like, no, 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 I'm gonna chill out and just have a Force abilities thing. So they would have, uh, you would have said they would have been like, what the hell are you talking about? No, you are fired, Katrina. <laughs> it was so funny. I saw your name on that story. And it was in pet. I was tweeting about finding the twelve-inch Ray in Toys R Us, <laughs> and I like just glanced, and I was like, "Hey, that's that Katrina in Star Wars." I'll read that way. I just said, "Wait, wait a minute," and then I went back. I was like, "Oh my god!" I like freaked out in the middle of Toys R Us. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Oh, thank you. It was it was one of those moments where it's like I'm gonna have my dad pin this to the fridge. It's gonna be great. Um, but yeah, that was. I I was really thrilled to write that story, and and I I waited until directly after the finale, and I was writing it at midnight, um, and I I just like had to use that title for my draft, uh, just as a nod to Jonah. So behind the scenes, Jonah, that story's <laughs> dedicated to you. That's <laughs> so cool. And I yeah, I remember seeing it the next day because Dan Brooks had tweeted it, and I thought, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. She wrote about Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some really fun stories coming up. I'm really excited to show them to you. But um, but yeah, back to the... I mean, Ezra is just... his Everything about Ezra in this episode, this is why I brought it up too, is it, he's just so different and layered now. And I love the way it was presented this episode where you could see him battling between the light and the dark actively throughout the episode. Yes. Yeah. The back and forth talking about Kanan's teachings and then Maul trying to show him that there's another way. So yeah, it was definitely a nice tug of war going on within him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, and so you tug of wars. I, that's like the number one reason I want this Maul apprenticeship to happen because I want that to be Kanan's big journey to go get his Padawan back. Um, <laughs> and he's this like amazing blind samurai. And <laughs> I know. Yeah. My gosh. <laughs> I, I'm, a, actually, I'm actually oh, pretty excited for Blind Kanan. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm, it, it'll be exciting to see the struggling because uh, I'm yeah. sure I'm sure that's going to be at least like the first third of the se- of the third season is him struggling to adapt to his new condition now. Most emotional mo- after everything that happened in that episode, the most the most emotional moment for me was Hera seeing Kanan coming off the ship 
Yes. And just oh. the, the look of worry and just hugging him and just be, she just looked at him like, I'm here for you. Like five seconds after she saw what had happened to him. No words. <laughs> she just knew. Yeah. I know. Oh my gosh. And she put oh. her hands on his face. I was like, oh my God, this is so beautiful. <laughs> Dude, for my for my fellow, what is it called? Con- uh, space married shippers. I've seen it called Canera, but I think space married is a, a more significant name. Um, uh <laughs> For for those shivers, man, just like think about it this way: he's never gonna see her face again. I know. And the last thing oh. he told her was, "We'll see each other again." I was like, "I oh. see what you did there, guys. I see." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we thought he was gonna die. No, now he now he just can't see his wife's face. His and kind of worse. And I've already seen I've already seen a whole bunch of fan art of them already, where he's like still oh. beautiful. I'm like, oh my god, this is so amazing. <laughs> oh, uh, oh my god <laughs> so 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 amazing I can't wait to see all the, all the, the space married moments next season that's gonna be amazing <laughs> oh yeah next season's gonna be gonna be really fun I can't wait to talk a little bit about that but first I wanted to get down to the the piece de resistance um, the Ahsoka invader fight which oh, was oh highly emotional so well done like everything, oh, the God. music was just—it's like Kevin Kiner. Kevin Kiner, like, yeah. The music is what made it for me. Yeah, the Ahsoka's theme being in there when she damaged his helmet, and you hear you hear James Earl Jones's voice turn into Matt Lanter's voice, and you're like, "Oh my yes. gosh, this is this is epic." <laughs> that was amazing. They played that perfectly. And what did you? Everyone was talking about the eyebrow. Everyone was freaking out about the eyebrow. I don't. I must not. I was more looking into his eyes and seeing the, the struggle in his eyes. Yes, me too. Yeah, and, I thought that, and, that and was just, really well. Yeah, and he. You could tell he was fighting off all the emotion he had towards Ahsoka. Like I can't. I can't feel this. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, it was. Uh, but yes, his eyebrow was very well done for someone whose face was burnt off. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, the was like... Vader still cares. <laughs> Gets in front of the mirror every morning, and <laughs> I'm I'm guilty of it too. But sometimes, as a fandom, I just like pinch my eyes, and I'm like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I heard three hours of eyebrow tweets that night. Oh yeah, I know. Oh, I was just like, oh gosh, guys, <laughs> so many oh. other things happen other than the eyebrow. But uh, and another thing, fans were a big fan of were the Inquisitors as lightsabers being able to helicopter Ugh. them around. I don't know. When I was a kid, I feel like that would have been something that I would have fallen in love with. <laughs> so, I get it. I understand it, but it was just so out of place in the uh, like. If it had happened earlier in the season and we knew they could do that, like I feel like it would be a, even a little bit less ridiculous. So I think that's like my only criticism because this, this was so well put together and i think that those little moments except for when like one of them would come flying in and and, and try to strike i thought that was like well they're all use. dead now anyway so oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'm sad i wanted the seventh sister to survive but uh they, they have much bigger fish to fry next season i'm sure so yeah it's just yeah, that was a great scene with Maul and Ezra and him making him strike at the Seventh Sister. And Ezra, you can tell that 
there's more good in him than the uh than the whole you know interest in falling into the dark side or some or just studying the dark side there's he knows inherently what's good and what's bad and that was bad and i'm glad he didn't go through with it because otherwise i would have been crying (laughs) how cool is it that they spent we got so much time with the rebels characters and maul and that that to me the the ahsoka vader fight almost felt like second fiddle it was my it was the part of the episode I ended up caring the least about by the end. Really? Oh, yeah. I was way uh-huh. more interested in all of the Kanan and Ezra yeah. and, and Maul stuff. Way, way, way more interested in that. I agree. I I'm, And it's weird because I love Ahsoka. But I, at the same time, when that stuff happened to Kanan, with Maul manipulating Ezra, I found myself being far more intrigued with what was happening with them. And then because mm. I knew that the Ahsoka and Vader thing was going to happen. So I guess if they hadn't teased it so much, I, I probably w- I probably would have been more more interested in in it. It almost felt like by the end of the episode, when it was just like the last five minutes or so, it, I, for me, at least, it almost felt tacked on mm. for me. Yeah, I, that, I and like I'm it's... not saying I'm disappointed in it at all. It was fantastic. Mm. But at the mm-hmm. same time. I felt like we got put through such an emotional ringer with all of the Rebels ghost crew already. Even mm-hmm. Chopper w- was like <laughs> yep. running around doing stuff and showing how smart he is by getting that TIE fighter and yeah. taking out the uh, Inquisitor. Like, I was so spent by the time I got to that fight that I was like, this is great, but it doesn't feel like it's part of this episode. Mm-hmm. I understand like that. It should also- have been its own thing. I feel like that's also a, a testament to the Rebels characters. Like, we are yes. we are so invested. Like, it's not that we don't love Ahsoka and we're not interested in her fight with Vader, but we're now so invested because this is not Ahsoka's show. We're invested in the main characters, so seeing what happens to them is why we're here in the first place. The Ahsoka story is a wonderful bonus. So, mm. um, in, a, in a sense, you know, like, it's, it's not tacked on in a way to me it didn't feel super tacked on to me it felt like a good it felt like watching a movie like i watched a good rounded story with several stories that weren't too overwhelming and one didn't seem to overwhelm the other so i i I feel a little different in that respect but i think it's it's amazing to see how much we care about these characters now when we had spent we have spent so much more time with ahsoka and anakin and even rex yeah yeah yeah. Mm mm-hmm so good job, Rebels team. You guys are great story. I mean, I can't. Who am I to tell you that? You know, you are great story. <laughs> um, so do we? Wait, think, uh, do you uh, guys think Ahsoka's alive? Yeah, that's, yeah. that yeah. was what I was gonna ask. <laughs> I, I think she's. I think she's alive because first off, how how would they survive that? If okay, here's my theory, and this <laughs> I'm gonna throw out a theory already. I am theorizing that Vader let her live through that blast and use the force like to push, I don't know, bl- the blast away from them because he wants to be the one to kill her. Um, so I think that she passed out in that cave. Interesting. I felt That's like so many people were bringing up these parallels between Mortis and this and uh, the final moments of this episode and Ooh. yeah like the for example the container i guess that was holding the holocron that same it was the same structure that was holding that sword that obi-wan 
had grabbed in the Mortis arc. And I thought, oh my God, that's even more of an awesome connection. And <laughs> someone else pointed out that the owl's wings were very similar to the father's wings. And, you know, and the whole Ahsoka ha- having died and being revived by the the daughter sacrificing herself. So mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of this involves Mortis in some way. And I don't know. I, I, I don't, I honestly don't know what Ahsoka's condition is, whether this, the daughter is at play here and she's somewhere between, you know, alive and maybe and I, I use the word ascension from Stargate because there's <laughs> a point where an individual can reach a higher level of existence. So I don't know. I feel like Ahsoka is somewhere around there, but who knows? Who knows what Dave and Simon Kimberg and all these other awesome people are thinking. (laughs) Okay, uh, so let's talk a little bit about season three. We know it's happening. It's all confirmed, um, hopefully in fall. And there's a lot. um, I don't know if you guys got the chance to watch the the panel that happened after the premiere. It's up on YouTube now. Mm -hmm. I haven't Um, watched it yet. Yeah, okay, so the, I'm not going to spoil too much from it, because there are some really good questions. Uh, it's led by Amy Radcliffe, who is totally cool and awesome. Um, and we've got Dave Filoni, Simon Kinberg, Ashley, and I believe Taylor Gray on the panel, I think, Steve? No, I don't think Steve Bloom got on that panel. So, no, no, um, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, uh, it's the five of them, and the, the question comes up, and I wanted to... I want to talk to Jonah about this, especially um, about Rex and Dave Filoni. I wouldn't say confirmed, but said that he agreed with and wanted uh, Rex to be that old man in Return of the Jedi. Oh yeah, <laughs> I heard that. Yeah, it's it's. I actually read it first at Slash Film. And I thought, oh gosh, what what was they what is they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think Slash Film actually had gotten a little bit of the quote wrong because they had written at one point. Dave Filoni refers to an individual, and it sounded like Tano, like Ahsoka Tano, but um, that wasn't the case. They were talking about Jono, who's a uh, John Farmer on Twitter or on Instagram. He cosplays as old Rex. So they were talking about the idea of having this character in Return of the Jedi being, the, you know, Rex. And I think it's super cool to have Rex live that far because obviously I love that character. And it would be awesome to have him be involved in that up until those events. But I feel like as someone who is all about diversity and representation, I know that that guy is not. <laughs> is not Rex at the same time. But my mm-hmm. friend, my my best friend, and she's like, well, it is adding diversity into the into the whole picture. And I'm like, that is a good point. But at the same time, I can't help but feel I'm like, well, that's that's not a Maori guy pretend, you know, being a the equivalent of of a clone in in that universe. But I'm I'll, I guess I'll take it. I mean, I, so many people have tagged me with that theory where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to accept it. <laughs> I'm going to go with the flow. <laughs> I, uh, but yeah, I, will, it's I will side with Dave and say, like, I would like to believe it. And it's nice to think about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's nice to think about Rex being involved in those events. Um, in some way, and that's that's pretty impressive to have a clone trooper live that long. That's yeah, 
I think it might. It, it, it's just like the whole the whole bit of that that scene that got cut out, that where he was wearing he changed into the stormtrooper armor, and everyone's like Rex, and I'm like he was a clone trooper, but okay. <laughs> so it's a little different. But well, yeah, by the uh, time I was in Return of the Jedi, uh, was Jeremy, so you're sick. Stop. <laughs> I had to try. I had to try. <laughs> Can't hurt yourself more. Um, let's let's go ahead and round out some final thoughts on this finale. Was it was it what you had hoped for? Um, what are you thinking for about for the future, etc.? Let's start with Jeremy. It was just as good as I thought it would be. Um, I was under the impression that if I, I did think that if somebody didn't die or perish, that it would say that there are no stakes on this show anymore, and I was wrong. With Kanan being blinded and everything that happened at the end with Ezra and obviously the Ahsoka Vader fight and everything, I I was really wrong. There were definite high stakes in this. I don't think this was a cop-out like I saw some people saying, especially for the characters that we're going to spend most of our time with on the show, not just Ahsoka. So on a whole, I thought it was fantastic. I was moved. And Darth Maul is the best, and anybody who tells you any differently is wrong, <laughs> and he is not a roach. <laughs> <laughs> I I love this finale. It uh, I, I'm glad we didn't get teased a lot with a lot of footage because it left a lot of things, you know, in the unknown, and that made me very very anxious going into the episode, which is not the best feeling in the world. But at the same time, you get surprises and you get twists, and that's awesome storytelling. And I think the whole Ahsoka not dying, um, or at least being in a state of we don't know what her condition is and status and whatnot. So I I, I think that's awesome because. It really goes outside of the box and it doesn't lock a character into that death mode where you can't use that character ever again. So it's refreshing. It's It was a bold move and I'm glad that they did it. And I and what Jeremy said, the stakes are higher now and they did it in a way where no one had to die. And, you know, Kanan being blinded is I saw a lot of people who didn't really favor Kanan and seeing that really changed their perspective on him. Because mm-hmm. I guess, you know, you, you kind of feel sorry for him and you 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 want to understand how he's going to go forward now so and then Ezra there was a little bit earlier in the episode where Maul says you either have to be a Sith or think like a Sith to open a holocron and Ahsoka's like no a Jedi can't open a holocron so you have Ezra opening this thing and you're like he's in that mentality where he's along the lines of a, thinking like a Sith in order to open mm. that holocron. So I'm like, <laughs> what's going to happen next? Are they going to pick up <laughs> straight from there? Is there gonna is it going to be like Siege of Lothal where they're in the heat of a battle and, and something like that where it just doesn't... I, I don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen and that's so cool. And what I'm also really looking forward to are the new models that we're going to be getting for each character. Yes. Because that's something that they had talked about in Rebels Recon. So I'm like, this is going to be awesome because it'd be great to see Hera, Zeb, and all these other characters in different attire and different different ways of looking at them and having them 
be just different. It, it you know, I, I just want them to change clothes <laughs> for once. <laughs> so let's make it yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah, they've got to take, they've got to do their laundry at some point. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am I am completely happy and satisfied with this finale. It it made me scream and laugh and cry exactly as much as I thought I would. Um, so it not only delivered what I was expecting, but a lot more. This this brought a lot of character depth. That not not like a not that Star Wars Rebels does not bring character depth, especially with this past season. There's been so much added to those characters. So I'm really excited to see where the future goes, especially with Kanan now having to probably like completely rely on the Force to see, which is one of the things that you're immediately taught when you're a young Padawan. So it's something that he's going to have to return back to, and he's going to have to use the Force in very interesting and new ways. So I'm excited to see that, and and where Maul goes with uh, Ezra, and where Ezra goes with Kanan, and where and if Ahsoka comes back. Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, so many. It's funny because it's like yes. it answered questions, but it also leaves you in a state of, well, I don't know anything anymore. <laughs> oh, and I'm excited to see uh, the lead ups to Rogue One that have been apparently they were teased in the Q and A yesterday. Dave talked about it, and uh, I I don't know. There were no major details, but there are going to be apparently things in there that pertain to what's going to happen in Rogue One. So that's nice because I still don't know what's happening in this movie outside of the basic tagline. So <laughs> nobody does. Nobody does. <laughs> I think they were just waiting for uh, I, like Rebels to end, and you know, The Force Awakens is coming out on DVD. So hopefully, maybe down the line in this next couple of months or so, <laughs> we'll get something more. After Rebels Recon, I'm also wondering who the character that fans have wanted forever that's going to be on the show that Dave is teasing. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yes. I'm, I'm mm. guessing Thrawn, but that's that's my guess. <laughs> yeah, because that was rumored, right, to have been the case. Yeah. That is interesting. That I mean, would be a really cool, bold move. Yeah. How cool would that be if, he, if, if next year the premiere at the end... The emperors like Emperor Vader stand there. They're like, we need you to go get these the rebels at their new base or whatever. Oh. And then he's just standing there in his uniform, and he's like, it will be done or whatever. <laughs> like, ah! <laughs> That's gonna be amazing. Who would you want to voice Thrawn, Jeremy? Benicio del Toro. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, so I, yeah, that would be awesome. They've already introduced a few expanded universe elements and ships and, and things that we've seen in Rebels, so it would be a cool move to see in the future. Um, but we're going to wrap up right now so that my co-hosts can go and get rest, because they need to rest. Um, you guys can find us on iTunes or on thewookiegunner.com. Check out all of our past episodes and tune in next week for whatever we come up with. Uh, I believe we're trying to coax Sal Perales on for a special Team Vaz episode. So hopefully that works out. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Woo! Woo! <laughs> um, so I have been Okatrina. You can find me on the internet at okatrina.com or at okatrina on Twitter. Where can we find you, Jonah? Uh, you can find me at, at bluejayguys on Twitter and at thewookiegunner.com. And Jeremy? I'm on Twitter at Jeremy Ohio. And until next time, may the force be with you and keep keep your hair intact. I always end these episodes really badly. Anyway, may the force keep be with you, you guys. Keep on <laughs> Thanks, guys. Goodbye. <laughs>